I don't remember, but no, I did not have a friend called Jangle. Who's the guy who threw the apple on the roof? <laughs> no, he, he didn't it's throw in it on the, the island. roof. It's in the island the... episode. It's it's Jingle Jangle Dingle Dangle. How does you go to <laughs> Yeah, see, stuff like that doesn't make sense to anyone. <laughs> there you go. That's why the notes don't get published. It has zero context. I don't even remember that. What did you write? The, what did you? What did you what write the it? notes again? It just says jingle jangle, dingle dangle. How does your garden grow? <laughs> no, sorry, I got it. The jingle is literally the jingle, the opening jingle. So yeah. we just added. Is that yeah, where it came? We just from? added jangle, dingle dangle. How does your garden grow? <laughs> okay, because that wow. makes sense. Okay, wow. good. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that one. <laughs> wow, thank, thanks for that. I think I'm going to say we start the episode. So, um, hello and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Traveller with your hosts, Ali, Zaki and Zaim. This is a show all about finally getting double jabbed and making plans to travel, explore and in Zaim's case, coming up with new excuses to not meet people now that he is indeed double jabbed Don't as well. go around telling people. Yeah, true, Sorry, mate. This week we are heading everywhere as we go through all our favorite bits from all our episodes as part of our anniversary special but before we get into any of that let's go over our usual social connects so we are on twitter at the ld traveler facebook and instagram at the lockdown traveler and of course our blog uh, the lockdown traveler.blogspot.com so my lovely mateys for the first time oh. refrain from sharing facts it's just mateys it's just... i'm running out of words okay <laughs> just how about stop friends we're not friends, though. <laughs> We're not friends. We're mates. How about co-host? But co-host. Oh wow, that's wow, that's that's cold. Co-host, fellow colleagues. Anyway, we don't need to. Like, all I wanted to say: no facts today. Just, just okay. rejoice in the fact that we've actually hit a year and we haven't murdered each other. As I said, like we actually do facts normally, huh? I mean, did you know that hey. Amman is the capital of Jordan? <laughs> See. That's that's why that's the fact. He still did a fact, though. Technically, he ignored you completely and still did a fact. We're gonna have a chat after this, to be honest. Um, but no, I just the fact it's been a year, you know, no. since we we started all this. Yeah, that's surprising. Quite impressive. Quite impressive. Where we started off with Goldilocks, and I don't even remember slating that story. Hmm. Goldilocks can do one though, <laughs> and and the rubbish microphones as well. Yeah, the microphone. Oh, terrible. Have yeah. you listened to the first episode? It's horrible. Yeah, it's hard to. It was really hard. I was like, oh. No, yeah, no, yeah, can't do it. But there you go, we actually made it despite all of the madness. Yeah, yeah, and we brought our listeners with us. Have we? <laughs> I mean, Good stuff. where else would you go to learn about you know yetis and um, oh, important stuff yetis. like that? Why would you? It's, why would you mention that on the anniversary special, bro? Because it's important, and it, uh, the yeti it's is a, it's 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 integral to us, and it's it, we, we've seen it in almost all the episodes. No, we haven't. Most, but I might have imagined it. But <laughs> that's because that's more problems with you. That's nothing to but, do with. They'll drag me I mean, and Zayn into this, mate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, We're trying I mean, to present travel advice and facts, and you're just jumping around about yetis and. I'm sorry. I'm stuff. sorry. I'm know. sorry. Our, our resident engineer spent forty-five minutes talking about a hole in the ground. Uh, to be fair, it was a cool hole. It was. It really wasn't. It was one of the worst things you've ever told us. It's just a waste <laughs> and, of time. And you, Mister Maple, before you start talking, what about you and your post offices and underground letters or oh, whatever nice, it was? True. It's yeah. useful information for people. To, if you want to travel to a different country and you want to send a letter, you need to know where the post office is. <laughs> no. I mean, to be honest, the more the more he's saying, I'm kind of like, you know what? He's actually not wrong. 
Yeah, like, I'm the only one doing a decent job here. No, <laughs> you went to Mauritius and said the most valuable thing is a postage stamp. It yeah, is. I mean, that is I mean, true, what do you actually. Want me that, that's, I mean, that is true, actually. No, he's got a good point there. That's pretty poor. You said, I think you can't remember what episode you said, that, oh, I want to go see bread. A bread museum yeah. about bread. It is that mate. And a bread museum. Yeah. Okay, yeah. the bread museum is pretty cool. And there's a bread hotel in Sweden as well. Like, we covered this. Bread is exciting. Okay, if I had to point um, a virtual finger at you, no, not not that finger, sorry. If I had to point a, point a finger at you and say, what has been your most exciting part of the uh, anniversary, all the episodes? Which is which element, which concept have you gone, ah, oh, do you know what? That was awesome. And it's okay to say Yeti if you want. It's definitely not the Yeti. Definitely not the Yeti. We can categorically state that it's not the Yeti. That question or shadow of doubt. I personally liked Zame's tour of the planets that was probably yeah that's i was gonna say either either that sweden thing or the jordan pass where you get like a passport that looks kind of like the uncharted diary yeah yeah that was good that was a good one so not so not the sea goat i hate the sea goat so much (laughs) that was my favorite It's not even an attraction. Like, why no, it's not an attraction. It exactly. It's got nothing. It says nothing anybody can benefit from that. Nothing. No, but the thing is, like, with the whole concept of myths and laws and stuff, you want to go and see the place where things happened or where you think things happened. So where you never mentioned the place. I did. Never, some no, you said it. You said it's some constellation. It's some constellation. No, no. He turned into a constellation, but when he was alive and kicking with his we, front two feet, he was in Tunisia on the... <laughs> Riverbed or whatever. Yeah, which one? Which riverbed? One of them. Like you have to so be an explorer. Go to Tunisia and splash around in the water if you want to see a seagull. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite episode. I stand behind it. That's terrible. Okay. All right, let's let's let's. <laughs> maybe we should I, start. I think yeah. I think I think with um with all these things to look forward to, I think it's probably the best part to just say. Really, really thank you to all our listeners and just enjoy the episode, the best parts uh, of all the 28, 27 episodes which we've done um, today. Enjoy. Maybe maybe say enjoy with a bit more. Like, you know, you were like, yeah, give me a bit more, like, give me a bit more punch, mate. Give it a bit Smile. more. Smile. Enjoy. Yar. Okay, all right. Did he just go pirate? I think he did go pirate. I, don't I, had, to, I had to cough my throat, but I didn't want to cough. I kind of like acted it I out. I had to cough my throat. Is there any other part of your body you can Enjoy cough? the episode. We're done. What do you mean? Enjoy the episode. We're done here. We're done. Enjoy the episode. Goodbye. That's not my actual fact. That was just to get rid of Zayn's fact. So you have to make another one. Ah, oh, brilliant. My actual fact is the local delicacy of Siberia is known as Stroganina. And it consists of a whole frozen fish, raw or sometimes a frozen reindeer that gets shaved into paper thin slices and then it curls right. up naturally. And is it like ice? Like, is it dessert? No, no, it's a, it's a, this is like a starter, I think. Sorry, let's pause. Zane, you think freezing a fish and then shaving it equals <laughs> dessert? Hey, and it's Canadian. It's I mean, Canadian. There, was no, there was no mention of cooking it or like, you know, letting it thaw. Yeah. You literally yeah, you, go to, they, you freeze a fish, what, you so peel a frozen, it. What? It, it gets oh into God. a crawl. If I say raw fish, people think sushi seems like dessert. <laughs> no, no, there's a thing here um, in Canada where basically if it snows, you go outside, you get um, some maple syrup and you sort of drizzle it on the snow. Then you stick a skewer into it and you sort of mix it around and then you pull it out and then that's like a ice lolly type thing that you can eat. I think it was like maple beaver or something weird. Okay, I'm not Googling that. Okay, right. But, yeah, don't Google that. Don't Google that. Can I get back to the actual dish now?
Um, and the last one, which I'll go really, really quickly, um, is called the Hopping Procession of Echternach, which is a procession to celebrate St. Willibord, who created one of the abbeys. Yeah. And I was like, okay, how are we going to top a broom celebration? And then I came across this, where there's um, a hopping procession. So what exactly is a hopping procession? So it was mentioned in the book because there was an arrival of a monk in uh, 698 and he built a new church and monastery and spent his final years in the town called Echternach and after his death in the 8th century he was buried in the church which he built himself. Soon after his death pilgrims started to hear the miracles which he had happened and uh, um, and you know, which, what, what do you do with miracles? Perform? Miracles? I think, so. yeah, I think perform. it's performed, right? Perform miracles. So he performed miracles during whilst he was t- alive, and then lots of cool things were happening at his tomb. What, what and more. <laughs> Sorry, wait. We can't just. Okay. Two <laughs> questions, right? Go. One. Do you know what kind of miracles he did? Two. What do you mean by cool things were happening in his tomb? <laughs> what What does that sentence mean? That he can't do over that know. sentence. I don't uh, know. But apparently, he he um he provided food to the poor, and he managed to heal people who weren't. Ill, who was mildly ill, so we're not talking Jesus level. Um, and he told some people to craft a silver bullet to kill a werewolf. Yes, it might, that might is be a the miracle. same person. That one I get is a miracle. So basically, you're saying he gave people food, and that's a miracle. And chicken soup to make them feel better. That's still not a miracle. I don't understand. But, but yeah, but apparently he was quite popular because people started attending the or going to the tomb to visit him, and it becomes became so popular that pilgrims, more and more pilgrims, arrived at Echternach in the church, and they had to enlarge the tomb um, uh, to be placed. You still didn't answer the question. <laughs> I know, what I was is, hoping to like scale. His, what, what did you mean when you said there are interesting things happening in his tomb? People, apparently, if you stand next to this tomb, um, it's just eerily quiet, and <laughs> it's a very spiritual place. And I just, that doesn't sound like that's what happens when you stand silently anywhere. That, that's what I mean. That's just, that's <laughs> just stand standing quietly any place on earth. <laughs> yeah, the monk's literally going, now listen here, you little... He's <laughs> taken a vow of silence. I know. Okay, um, okay. But anyway, 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 so people come, basically, monk dies, gets buried, people come visit, gets really popular... And then there's a particular custom which goes back to the 16th century where male pilgrims from Vaxvela started performing a hopping dance on the way to the, to the, the hopping sorry, dance. They hopped to the, the tomb. They hopped to the tomb. They hopped to the tomb to present their offerings. And uh, this procession had been open to women as well. And they all started hopping to the tomb. And nowadays, musicians... Um, abbots, bishops, and 9,000 pilgrims from all over Europe, dressed in white shirts and dark trousers, hopped the polka melody through medieval streets to the crypt to see this. How and far? How far is the hop? It's a really small town, and I think it starts in the centre, and it goes from the centre plaza to to the tomb, which shouldn't be like that long. Yeah, but like you, if you have to hop, it's a long time. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, but they got some proper, like for example, you can only hop. In a sideways and forwards manner, you're not allowed to hop backwards. If you hop on the spot during a halt, you're you're going through the procession backwards and you need to start again. You're not allowed to do that. And they actually banned hopping backwards uh, in the Second World War. I have no they idea why. They banned hopping backwards? Yeah, they're like, it's too obvious. I don't know what that means. I actually have a joke for that. Go on. Oh God. What do you call a bunch of rabbits hopping backwards? Uh, pilgrims visiting the... <laughs> Echternach. <laughs> Prisoners. In a receding hairline. 
<laughs> no, same. That's, that's terrible. terrible. Oh my, that's that might actually be the worst one you've ever done. I think so. I think so. God, that's bad. Yeah. Did you make that one up? No, it's a very popular joke. He made that up, didn't he? Oh, man. So these guys the, hop to the tomb. They hop, they hop to the tomb. In silence, and then just they stand there in the silence, and then walk, no, hop back. It sounds like a good spectator sport, but I don't think it'll be that fun to do. Yeah, yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's de- definitely um, a spectator sport, because they end with the sentence saying, Hopping can be seen as a sign of human joy, inspired by the love of God. To find out what it means for you, try it out, dot, dot, dot. Which sounds menacing as hell to me, so I'll be watching, <laughs> not hopping. Yeah. So it's pretty significant hmm. in terms of like, the development of yeah. um, the bay, but also like the UAE in general. And it's like jam packed with a whole host of attractions. So it's jam packed. Why do people say jam packed? Because jam isn't packed. I mean, it's I kind of when, packed. When you're making jam, you kind of like jam it down there. No, but it's more down there. But it's more like <laughs> it's more like spread. It's more like <laughs> what you do with jam. No, it's more like spread. You, like I've never heard being like that's a proper. No, no, but sandwich. I mean, it's like when you take the actual fruit and you jam it in the jar, and oh, then like it the kind of shrinks. That kind of thing. It, yeah, the press... Uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. I hate I hate you for that, because I can never unhear that in the advert now. Like, she does say... She does say... Yeah, yeah, no, she does say, like, press... Yeah, she does. She does, yeah. yeah. We will look at the blog post. We will add that video link just for you. We will, yeah, it is. But yeah, jam-packed. That's pretty... That's pretty cool. That's super cool. Uh, related to that uh, uh, fog breath, who wants to hear about a Beatles bum water? No, uh, moving okay. on. I, I know you do. I know you do because I want to tell you about this. Do you want? No, you don't want to hear about bum water. Can I just Let's say go. before you start? Before you start, <laughs> is this actually an attraction? It's. I mean, it's, if you wanted to be an attraction, I'm sure the beetle could oblige. So so uh, far, we've covered a desert. Yeah. And a lake in half an hour. Yeah. To be you honest, want to talk we need about to... a beetle. It's a very special beetle, and I'm sure. All right, so is it like Paul McCartney or John Lennon? (laughs) See Ellie? No. See. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so I I I first came across this beetle back back when I was watching an episode of QI, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I came across it again when I was doing research for this episode. So you know when I was talking about the fact that there's two millimeters of rain every year in this desert, and things are actually alive and kicking in this world, uh, in that desert. There's a beetle who lives in that desert and this thing I mean, how does it actually survive how does it actually quench its thirst and this is awesome so when uh, scientists found this lovely beetle they found that its back was kindly oddly shaped and were like is it aerodynamics what it, what is it supposed to be doing and then they observed it and what it does is that in the morning fog as the mist and the fog rises it kind of puts its head down on the ground and it raises its bum into the air and then it just stands there for a few hours so a bit of a yoga. weird, bit, yeah, morning yoga, a bit of a ritual kind of thing going, you know. And it's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then what happens is that the fog starts to condense on its back of the of the beetle, and then the the condensation slowly turns into drops, which turns into hmm. trickles, which slowly start trickling from its bum all the way to its mouth, which it just laps up. That's oh, so it just laps cool. it up. Yeah, I mean, well, is that, is I mean, that okay, what the yeah. article said? Was it? Is that what David Attenborough said? It laps it up. <laughs> it laps it up. It's laps nothing, it man. <laughs> okay. And it does this every single day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. I haven't actually asked it, but I mean, that's yeah, got to be a pretty. That's got to be a pretty boring life. I know. Just open up a bottle of Evian or something, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I'm gonna have some of that bomb water. Okay. 
Have you actually got... Has anybody got actual attraction? <laughs> Can I talk about the... Okay, fine. Fine. Let's actually do some attractions because I've got so many random things about bush elephants and desert elephants. But let's let's actually get an attraction in there because we've talked a lot about the desert. So can I interest you in something called the... Is there, there's a lodge called the Dora Nawas Lodge, but it's near something called the Twifel Fontaine, which you might have come across in your research as well. Mm-hmm. So this is a an ancient rock site uh, with engravings in the Kunin region. So it's northwest Namibia almost. And it's got a spring in a valley, which is flanked by slopes of sandstone. And it's got very little rainfall. And people have been coming for generations, tribes upon tribes, have been coming to this uh, watering hole, this spring valley. And it's got, I, I, I mean, the best way to describe it, I suppose, is that it's got carvings on the sandstone of various animals, um, various uh, humans, which have slightly animal uh, appearances and stuff like that. So it's kind of... Uh, where people used to come and sacrifice or complete shamanic uh, tributes and stuff like that. So it's just, it's a UNESCO heritage site now. And um, one of the ones which I've kind of drawn a picture out here, it's a lion which has hands and toes, human hands and toes. And it's on its tail, it's got a hand as well, which I think would be incredibly useful. Mm. Yeah, if you had, had a lion and it had a hand for a tail, what would you like? That would be pretty useful, I think. Yeah, if anyone needs a hand, right? Yeah, no, we've you've had that joke, no. But I mean, <laughs> I don't like, already, man, let it go. Would it be useful? I, I think so. Why? Like, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the picture of the, the the sandstone thing, and it's quite a long tail with a hand on it. So you could slap people. You could use it to peel banana. I don't know, okay, but okay, it looks no, good. You can't peel bananas one-handed. No, you can't. Can you not? No. Also, it's uh, a lion. What's it doing with bananas? That's true. Know. But speaking of slapping people, I like this one. This is this is a nice thing. This, this is a fantastic segue. Surely we can think of one. Did you know Bella. that the Witch King of Angmar was actually voiced by Andy Serkis? On the way. Who's Andy Serkis? Gollum. Smeagol. Oh. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. He did a good job on yeah, that. I couldn't tell at all. Gimli voiced Treebeard. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. That, although, yeah, I put it together now. Although I was shocked when he told me he was Salah. Yeah, in, in yeah, I Indiana didn't know Jones. That. In Indiana. I did not take that ever. And, That's and the bear in Jungle Book. I was like, you were named after the dog. Wait, was he? Yeah, Gimli's the Gimli's the the the, the actor for Baloo. The OG Baloo. Uh, somebody please go- ref- Google this because I swear he is. But uh, if- I was sure as in Bill like the, as in like the the Disney. No, I'm 99. <laughs> okay, hang on, guys. There's going to be typing here because I'm about to kick off if it's not. No, sorry, I'm thinking of the remake. Yeah, yeah you talking about remake. Or you talking about OG original? The, the original is the only one worth watching. And he's not. <laughs> Phil Harris. Oh God, who the hell's Phil Harris? Voice of Blue. Oh, Are you <laughs> yeah. sure? How dare you okay. sully the name of Jonathan Rhys? I know, Davies. yeah, right, yeah. I was gonna say he, he was the best character in that whole film. Oh my, okay, fine. <laughs> so we'll just delete okay. this entire segment, uh, just, right? We'll just we'll just gloss over that bit. <laughs> yeah, then. let's, let's just, we'll just gloss over that. Let's bit. just. Uh, but yeah, he was in Indiana Jones. Yes, good save, Zane. Right. <laughs> 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 Trying to mask over our colleagues' incompetence. Uh, I mean, did you know that he was in King Solomon's Mines? Waxwork. Call it a mark. Okay, well, actually, go on, speaking of mines, there you go. Well, I found a segue. Oh, thank God for that. Have I redeemed myself? No, because it's not a mine. Oh. Well, whose is it, then? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't... Uh, 
it's not yeah it's it's more of a cave than a mine sorry before you do that he was in the jungle book ranjan's father in jungle book 2 was voiced jungle book by book 2 it doesn't count doesn't Ranjan. matter who's ranjan Ran- i don't care ranjan's father was voiced by gimli you said he was baloo i thought he was that's baloo a, that's a big difference mate that's a huge difference same person and it's, it's Jungle Book 2. It's not even the original Jungle Book. No, it's leave not, it out. The only Jungle Book that matters sequel, is the first yeah. one. There's not even a conversation about that. He's also in Scooby-Doo Adventures of oh, the right. Mystery Show. He's also in Psych, and he played, uh, I think the episode was called, like, I can't remember, Indiana Sean or something. Like, it was a play on Indiana Jones, and he's the curator Caves. of the museum. Caves. 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 Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Um... I don't even remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. I want to talk about the Waitomo Caves. Okay, so the Waitomo Caves are effectively the hills of Waitomo. There's an entire labyrinth of caves, sinkholes, underwater rivers, um, lakes. Everything that's super cool for underwater kind of cave travelling. And it comes from the Maori words of Wai, which means water, and Tomo, which means hole. So Waitomo is water hole, mm-hmm. right? And you can go through the caves with a walking tour or a boat tour, and you can go through the whole area. I think it costs something like thirty pounds. Okay. How how big are the caves that you can go through, like a, on a boat? Huge, enormous. Um, but they go through a whole different thing. I can't really put into justice how big and how super cool they are. But they're all underground. Like they've got some of the pictures. We'll put some up. But they are. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, it looks absolutely amazing. You can also do black water rafting, which is a separate experience where you can raft through them. Uh, if you're in a, in a you cave, that. Yeah, within the cave, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're pretty big. Wow. Um, and you so you can crawl, you can swim, go through the caves. You can abseil or zip line through them if you really want. That would be fun. Um, I think that would be better than going on a boat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you can also yeah you can walk through it. You can go up to the falls and go inside it, and there's a whole walkway. There's even a a museum, I believe, within the cave that leads to a farmland inside the in cave. In the cave? Is that where they get the I milk? Is this, so. is this, is this, this all goes back to your stupid milk thing. <laughs> and 12 episodes. Yeah. You can see rock forms and stuff in there. Um, you can see local shows and stuff that they sh- they do there. They do like a horse trekking thing. You can see some of the na- like the the birds, the, na- the the rare birds and stuff that are like that within that area. And yeah, you can also do what's called if you're if you're really kind of brave, you can do what's called the black abyss tour, right? Which is you abseiling into the dark, complete dark of a, like a bottomless pit, which is the uh, of the Rakuri cave. And that's through a zip line, and you've got glowworms and underground waterfalls, and you can test yourself with your abilities as you go through that. And that's a full blown. Like if you're a proper, yeah, proper cave person, mountaineer, I don't know what the word is. Yeti, um, spelunker, yeah, <laughs> yeti. Um, you can go and have a look at that as well. So that would be terrifying, but also really fun. Really fun, really cool. And above it, because it's me, there's got to be something creepy about it, right? Of course, there does. You can attend and stay in what's known as the Waitomo Caves Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, first known as the Waitomo House. As in above, as in like outside, not like just higher up. Yes, yeah, outside, yeah, yeah, outside on the surface. Yeah, okay, On the surface, yeah. And those caves I was talking about before, they're regarded as sacred by the Maori. Okay. And they're also said to be inhabited by the Taniwa. I've got so much on the Tannies later. Yeah, okay, so we'll we'll segue into that in a second, but effectively only we'll grief you on that, but they're what's known as predators or creatures that live in the rivers, the caves... Um, and they are pale-skinned spirits that live in the forest and mountaintops, and they lure people to their doom. 
with an ethereal flute, music, and singing. Okay, I mean, if I hear someone playing a flute, I'm not exactly going to walk up to them. Depends what kind of flute it is, mate. And and how good they are. What tune are they going for? They'd probably do Lord of the Rings. Then I'd be like, I'm running. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Zaki's got a mate who can play the flute, like, really well as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He actually played the Hobbit tune for us, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, after we went to go see the Hobbit. That was a random day. Very random. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. creepy predator with a flute. Yes, do you want to give us a rendition of what the flute could be like? Uh, to be honest, I don't know, actually. Give it a go, mate. <laughs> Have you heard... I don't know why I asked. I don't know. That one's on you. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't do flute renditions, mate. It's all, you, you don't do any I, renditions. I, I, I my, creaking, my creaking door was on point, and you yes. know Oh, that was a yes. That was good. That was the yeah. That was that yeah. But no, come go back to your predator. Sorry. Yes, occupation. So anyway, the the area of that place where the where the hotel is built had a lot of battles, different areas, a lot of skirmishes between tribes, um, and actually uh, some Maori people and some of the British army as well in that area. And the actual caves hotel is built on the site of what used to be an old fort that was used in the battles. Okay. Um, an old British fort. Nice. And. In that era, there's a legend of the Maori princess, which dates back to that era. So the daughter of a high-ranking Maori chief um, became enamoured with a British soldier. And after making their rendezvous, she, you know, one night she was, making, she was meeting up with the soldier. She got mistaken by as a warrior by one of the British sentries. I don't know how that happens. There you go. And she got shot dead, unfortunately. What? So her spirit is said to haunt the Victorian wing of the hotel which houses the honeymoon suite. I don't know why you'd learn those two together, but that's where it is. Mm. Um, and she's said to be taking residence up in the attic. You can hear her moaning and screaming all coming from that area. So the main area as well as part of this is known as the ghost of room 14. Okay. okay. Mm. And a male guest reported that he felt his spirits passing through him at the time. And he also felt like he had um, there. He got cold and he could see things going on. And he actually retired to his room and committed suicide as a result of his encounter. And so mm. people say that they can also Bit occasionally... Bit of an extreme reaction. Yeah. I, I don't know, mate. If it, it depends what, it ha- what happened to him. But they can say you can also see... People also see him wandering around. They say that you can actually see a silhouette of something hanging in room 14. It has also been said that in that room, the bath has been seen to drip of blood. I mean... Interesting, yeah. But if I go to a hotel, I'm just like I want to sleep. You know, leave it out, mate. I don't, I don't want my bathtub filled. With yeah, but it sounds cool, doesn't it? It, it, like it does. It does. Like it does. It counter. does. That sounds. But yeah, so that goes, apart from room fourteen, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, if you're, you know, when you were talking about the the mount the caves and you were talking about the abseiling or whatever, how are you supposed to do that? Like it's in a cave and it's pitch black. No, but you go through the sinkhole into the cave. Right. Well, you won't see. You won't see anything. Yeah, you will when you eventually get to the bottom. There's glowworms and stuff that are in there that light a little bit of it up. But you, yeah, you have to have sailed down oh, into wow. complete darkness. That's quite scary. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is pretty scary. Yeah. Um, glowworms. Yeah. Do you know how they actually emit their light? Is it going to be some disgusting? I, I, I think I know that you know. So I know. I know. I know. I don't know. It's it's, I don't it's know. not. It's, it's, they vomit out urine urine threads. <laughs> Is that how they urinate, or is that just something they do no. in addition to urinating? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, as in just as a side... Well, just as, as, as a like fun a... night out. Right. It's like, oh, mate, oh, I've ragged so much. No. <laughs> they vomit it out, and they, they it's like 
the, the drips of beads or the, the, the beads dripping down which illuminate the thing, which I've got a few pictures here. Imagine Minor Moria with that weary, weird, eerie blue green thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're the glowworms and it's made out of water and urine and they use it to trap and ensnare their prey. So if you're abseiling, as Zaki's saying, I think it's scary for a different reason because you're literally, if you crash into one of these, you are taking up mucus... 40 centimeter long mucus silk threads which are filled with vomit, urine, and water. So you're saying yeah, to, if, you, if you crash into one of these, you're in trouble? You're in... Bi- uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Why is he here? Why is he on this? Why do we not? But yeah, I mean, they, they look nice, but don't touch. We're trying to... <laughs> but that's, that's literally that's an exclamation just for you. Phrase, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, we're trying to get people interested in this, not scare them away. Alright? That doesn't... Anyway, they're tiny, so there's not going to be a lot of it. Yeah, but there are a lot of them. Yeah, but not really. Also, if you're Even vomiting, then. how is it urine? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you urinate separately and then also throw up at the same time? Like, you're from <laughs> well, like it, a fire hydrant from both hands is what I'm picturing. If you're eating or having a snack, I do apologize. Oh my god, the lava uses its mouth to haul up the fishing line of urine stream and swallows up the prey. Okay, enough. Right, enough. Move on. The Move hell on. is wrong? Caves are cool. There's worms in there. Don't eat them. Don't eat Everything them. Everything else is good. Go and check it out. It's amazing. But they're not poisonous, uh, which was an old theory, which they've debunked. So that's and good. how did they uh, debunk that? <laughs> you don't, they went abseiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. That's just... End the episode there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, well, that's that's the wildlife segment covered, Jen. Well no, I've got so many. Uh, have you heard of the moas? I have These not. Huge birds. They also, they also urine vomit. No, on they're not. Like... Right. Well, if we're talking about animals, can I do a bit of a segue and talk about movies for a second? Because oh, yeah, I was looking at movies that have been filmed in Mauritius, right? Like I normally do for these things, and. There have been a bunch of Bollywood movies filmed here, which is very interesting, and I'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But one of the movies filmed in Mauritius is Serenity, which is... Have, have either of you seen it? Yes, I like that. I like that. That's Firefly series, right? No, there's another one. 2019, Matthew McConaughey, and Hathaway. Oh, right. No, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. No, this is one of the stupidest movies <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> oh, and... God. We are going to talk about it, so spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, because I'm going to spoil the entire thing. Oh, oh my. Okay, so, let me begin. Matthew McConaughey is a random old fishing dude who is obsessed about catching this tuna, like he's some kind of budget Captain Ahab, alright? And, by the way, um, the tuna's name is Justice. Okay. Don't know why, doesn't matter, halfway through the film the name of the fish changes and nobody acknowledges it, but... Separate issue. Anyway, one day, his ex-wife, Anne Hathaway, shows up at his door and says she'll give him $10 million if he kills her abusive husband. And as an added bonus for killing the husband, Anne Hathaway will let Matthew McConaughey see their son, Patrick, who plays video games all day because that's his only way of coping with the fact that his new dad is violent and abusive. Okay. Immediately... Everyone on the island tells Matthew McConaughey that he should not kill the husband and that he should just, you know, keep on hunting the tuna instead. 
If you were asked to kill somebody, would you tell everyone and ask for their opinion? I have no idea why everyone's involved. It's a very strange concept. Okay. But anyway, okay. Matthew McConaughey okay. like, spends most of the film having this huge ethical crisis, right? About what the right choice is. Murder or fishing, right? Super <laughs> difficult, <laughs> tough decision. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> all right, all right, what kind of ethical dilemma is like just in a room looking between a knife and a fish? <laughs> exactly, a knife right? And a fish. And then... <laughs> While all of this is happening, some random old guy in a suit shows up and he tells Matthew McConaughey that, spoiler alert, nothing is real and everyone is just a character in a video game. And it turns out that the real story is that Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway had a child and then Matthew McConaughey went to war and died. And Anne Hathaway remarried and the new husband is super abusive and violent and the only way the kid could cope is to design a video game where he's programmed his dead dad as a main character who's obsessed with fishing for some reason. And then, right, if that's <laughs> oh not god. bad enough, oh my god. <laughs> the kid recodes the game, adds Anne Hathaway and his new stepdad as like new characters, and tells Matthew McConaughey's character to kill the stepdad in the game just to see what Matthew McConaughey is going to do. Matthew McConaughey ends up killing the stepdad in the game, and so the child thinks, well, this is the right decision because that's what my war hero dad does. So he gets up from the computer and murders his stepdad in real life. Okay. Then he gets arrested almost immediately, and then nothing happens. He gets off scot-free because it turns out that planning a murder in a video game and then stabbing your stepdad in real life with your dead dad's army blade (laughs) is considered self-defense. For for legal reasons, the Lockdown Traveller does not provide any legal advice, and we do not recommend any of these following statements. No, 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 but... Wow. I mean... So so, so he didn't catch the fish, then? No. Why is the fish called Justice? (laughs) I don't know, and nobody acknowledges it. But, so these these murals must be pretty big, then, if you can... Are they, they like, like person size? Um, a bit bigger, I... I don't know the exact measurements, but imagine... Use an animal to uh, describe the dimensions. Or imagine a horse standing on top of an elephant. Okay. So that height would be how high high Hang on, you didn't didn't get that. Zaki's like, is it person-sized? And you're like, hmm, just a little bit big. It's an elephant on a horse. Like, that's that's a big big difference. That's a horse on an elephant. So a giraffe? Uh, like a medium-sized baby giraffe, maybe. (laughs) That's not a horse. That's not a horse on an elephant. It depends how big the elephant You're is. You're talking a baby elephant? Are right, you know what? I'm just going to Google <laughs> exactly, height of right. horse. Oh, so instead of Googling the height of the mural... Of an elephant. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but effectively big enough that you could, like, obviously... Height of a giraffe. I was thinking before, though, because when he said murals, I was thinking they be quite small, but that actually makes sense that... No, no, these, yeah, these are quite big. Okay, so a horse is 1.4 to 1.8 metres. An elephant is... About three meters, okay. so let's say horse on an elephant is about let's Five. say yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a giraffe height is four point six to six point one. So maybe a baby giraffe, like I said. You, wait, you said medium giraffe. He said yeah, yeah, like a medium baby giraffe. Okay, like okay, a... okay, right. All right, so I know. So basically, answer my question. Yes, they're about that. Yeah, than these what Zaki's yes, original question was. That's the point. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Yes. Actually, I, I'm just going to Google the actual size as well. <laughs> I thought that's what you were Googling when you said, let me Google. So, like, about two velociraptors in height. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I, I, don't, I don't think it, it matters. The point yeah. is, 
yeah, the they're, point is they're big. They're, they're big. Okay, that's that's kind of what I want to know. Yeah, right. photorealistic. Okay, cool. Stick yeah, some nice. stick some links on onto the the blog so we can actually see the, the pictures as well. Yeah, it the length of the street is apparently two hundred meters. What's it? Number sixty four. Zulu. Uh, number one to number ninety five, Fung Hung Mural no, Street. Not... Is he listening to what our I don't know? But it's, it's okay. What is sixty four? It was Zulane, wasn't it? Sixty four Zulane. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that show. The stupid doctor. With the dog doctor. <laughs> Why? Just did my head in, man. I only like. I only, I'll be honest. I only remember the jingle. That's yeah. the only thing I remember. That whole yeah, sixty four. Sixty four Zulane. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. But I hated the dog entitled little animal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like to go from nothing to like Guinness World Record biggest volunteer, that's insane. I mean, that's only second to like, I don't know, maybe Bill Murray or something like that in terms of, you know, how okay, high they rank. Guys, can we just kill. Oh, no, that doesn't sound right. Can we just <laughs> blanket ban Bill Murray for this for the remainder of this episode, please? Wow. Just, just come on. Like, I had this to... amazing fact about Bill Murray in Pakistan, <laughs> but I guess I now I well. can't. You, yeah. No, that's oh, a shame. God. It's like I'm trying to concentrate on the episode, trying to get into it, and then his face just keeps popping. I'm like, I'm not on form today, guys. Oh, you found my kryptonite apart from the teller. I think we. I think you've got a lot of different kryptonites, mate. Oh, but this this one is just some. Anyway, focus. Right. So, uh, who wants to start with an attraction? All right. I want to talk about the Cura Mine. Mm-hmm. So this is the second largest salt mine and also the oldest salt mine in the world and it was apparently discovered by Alexander the Great's horses. So basically Alexander <laughs> the Great's armies like traveling across Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Then they decide to camp for the night and their horses start licking some rocks. So the <laughs> men find this suspicious and just like uh, like yeah. any rational person who sees a horse licking a rock, they start licking the rocks as well. What uh, is... was, can I just say, was did they name the horse Ali by any chance? Probably. It was in a museum. <laughs> They're like, huh. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. they realize that the rocks are pretty salty because obviously nobody likes being licked by all the king's horses and all the king's men unless you're Humpty Dumpty. Oh, for God's sake. And yeah. then they investigate and find this massive salt mine, which is over 110 square kilometers. Wow. And since then, the salt mine's been producing about 325,000 tonnes of salt per year. Wow. And that's actually nothing compared to the total reserve, which is 6.687 billion tonnes in total. Wow. So to keep the mine from collapsing and to sort of maintain structural integrity and all that, they only mine 50% of the salt that they find in there. So even 325,000 tons is like on the low side of um, how much they can produce. Yeah. That's good though. That's good. Like I like the fact that they've gone with that strategy because otherwise it ends up being like one of those other places we've covered that just get abandoned or lost or overmined. So they have 18 levels, 40 kilometers uh, worth of sort of tunnels underground and an electric railway to go through it all. And they've used all the different sort of rock formations and salt bricks to create miniature versions of popular landmarks in Pakistan, which includes Badshai Masjid, which is a landmark in Lahore and I think the second largest mosque in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. There's a miniature version of the Great Wall of China. Nice. There's a miniature version of Minare Pakistan, which is a national monument of Pakistan, also located in Lahore. And they're all made entirely of like different colored salt bricks. So you get shades of pink and red wow. and white. And they've got nice. these lights placed strategically. So it looks like lights shining from the inside of the monuments, which is really, really cool. It looks absolutely nice. brilliant. And I'll put a yeah. link up in the blog. 
and there's also an actual mosque inside so you can actually pray there there's a bridge made entirely of salt and there's a fully functional post office as well in case you want to send letters to your friends chilling in a tree what is it with you and mines and post office like both of you post office it's it's actually the only post office in the world that's built entirely out of salt that doesn't answer the question so (laughs) (laughs) i don't care if it's made out of diamonds and the actual mm. quote on the door actually says, We bones are chilling like a villain waiting for yours. No, they don't. It, right, okay, that's it. We that's bones it. are. What, what is bones, that in Portuguese, Ali? It says, Nos oso que aquel yep. estamos pelos vosos esperamos. Like a villain esperamos. And that means. We bones are here waiting for yours. That's, okay. a, good, I mean, that's, that's a good line. Good yeah, message. That's, good. that's yeah, quite like yeah. that. So 5,000 like corpses. 5,000 corpses are in there. Um. And in, you've got the three Frankian monks who were there who founded this, the church, two desic- desiccated corpses hanging by chains, and one is off a child okay. as well. So basically, a lot of bones, a lot of things. I was going to say, that's uh, like the worst Christmas carol, like, on the fourth day of Christmas, <laughs> three desecrated corpses. <laughs> <laughs> and a child, and a, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's pretty. That's pretty. I kind of like the idea of that because they wanted to be respectful yeah. and have them still blessed. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, yeah, exactly. And they did it. Just kind of quite kind. They got some cool statements like, "Mate, <laughs> we be here. Where's yours?" Yeah, yeah it's it's if a, you if you were dead one, yeah. and your bones were going to be decorating a church, would you want your bones all together, or like the you know ribcage with the chandelier, skull in the wall? Leg on the floor. I would want it to be a whole full body being like, hey, that's the kind of straight, that's the kind of style. Do you know what I mean? You know, like the the corpse fight, the the dancing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I'd want. And as long as my skull isn't next to like the the foot bones of a (laughs) random person, I'd be alright. I would want my bones to be together. To be honest, the instructions are unclear, and Zayn, you're trying your best, and we salute you, but yeah, we, we the app needs to be better. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> sort it out, mate. What would you it. call it? What would your, what would your like, application be called? I have no idea. I haven't gone that far. It just needs to work. Um, anyway. Best in tracing llamas, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, llamas, they're the national animal of Bolivia, right? Yeah, that's why I picked it. Oh my god! It's all about, but Bo- it's all about Bolivia. It's all this coming week. together. Oh, it's all, exactly it, like it's planned. It's all about Holmes. You solved another one. Exploring Moriarty's in the house. Lord have mercy on my soul. If you lads are done, it's all about Bolivia <laughs> yes. this week. Exploring what this great, great country has to offer. And as usual, to retain your sanity and mine, please visit our blog for more information and links, which is the lockdowntraveller.blogspot.com and all the usual social connects as well. So hopefully you both know the drill now. Can you give me yes. some facts, please? I should mention we don't have any socials apart from Twitter. <laughs> we still don't have Instagram. No, no, it's okay, effort. Okay, somebody but... fix that. Like, somebody get that up and running. Eventually, eventually we will have socials, but right now, Twitter is all... We don't even have the Facebook. I thought we had the... Fa- oh, no, the no. Facebook. No, yeah, we don't yeah. have any of it. It's just Twitter. And we have one follower, and I think that's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you guys are listening, help us out with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, that's terrible. That's tragic. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need we need to be better at that. Um, right, the irony so f- is that's the only one that's following Zane back as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, mine is a bit. 
what's the word haunted yeah so, there we go so i'd oh, suggest somebody else start first and then we can ease into it so you're not going to appreciate this but i found it quite interesting uh can i talk about mud is that a yes. good way to start nicaragua is that decaf coffee or are you talking about actual oh god decaf coffee is mud no this is uh, i found so there's a small town near um was well, the town's called san jacinto which is near a volcano and there's a lot of volcanoes here. Um, mm-hmm. But imagine this, a lush green clearing, a typical forest clearing. Bambi and random things from Jungle Book are playing around. And then there are, ex- I know, right? there, 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 there are huge holes in the ground which are bubbling menacingly with pools of boiling mud. Mm. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. So the... Yeah, so, so so the town, they saw this and they're like, okay, fair enough. They actually put fences around it, put some crude signs up, and are now charging $2 to go and see this boiling mud. Um, but it's really attractive. It's like one of the top destinations in that area. Are you allowed to like sit in it, like kind of like a spa? It's, it's, it's much thing. hotter than that. It's it's proper boiling. So as in nobody uses it. It's just there to look at. That's the technical term, is it? it it's proper <laughs> boiling, bro. It is proper boiling. At, Brian Cox pro- in the show, ladies and gentlemen. Proper boiling, man. Ge- ge- geothermal. <laughs> uh, I've actually got it here. Quote, proper quote. Geothermal activity causes a superheated mud to lose it and boil it like a mad lad. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, fantastic. So okay. you just go and look at it then. You can't, like, Throw stuff in it or I mean, interact with it in any way. You can't. Throw stuff in you it. Can't I mean, probably, you I mean, know, if Adi goes there, he's going to pay like £10 and just go in and start licking it. it that's true. It's boiling mud. Why? And I mean, what are you going to throw in it? Like a shopping trolley, like a, into a canal or something? <laughs> it's not Beckham, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I love how your first instinct is, oh, mate, can I throw something in I know. it? Like, okay. You see, you right. know, a massive puddle. You want to see what you can throw in it. Like, I'm assuming. There's a lot of murder in that area. I mean, nobody's checking. I'm just going to assume. <laughs> I haven't checked the crime rate, so I'll check, check on that and see if there's an overlap. Imagine filling that form out. I know, right? Do you know what I mean? How do you find it? <laughs> well, but yeah. I wanted something to lick, and uh, I just found his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that the little pop pop off the bubbles um in the mud isn't that your radiator <laughs> i was just about to say that i was just about to say that beat me to it. same technology right there but yeah um if you want to go there um the, the community do like provide some sort of souvenirs and stuff but i don't know what they are like what i don't know no, like what you can't need like what give me an example that's the thing I, I was, I was, the website i went to i i've been searching for it they say that there were the local local uh, people kindly put up signs and fences and also sell souvenirs, but nobody tells me what the souvenirs are, so I don't know. Maybe it's just cold mud? Maybe. Like, Maybe. Like, you know how they've got sap stones or something? Maybe they just got mud. Yeah. That's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But, but yeah. Tell your wife, like, ten barrels of gold, don't say my name. <laughs> I know, that's true. Keep it down. Yeah. So, Zaki, okay, yeah, just to add on to that, there's, um, that was the highest building in the world um, in 1549 to 1625. Oh, was this, was this that church? Yes, the yeah, the wooden, yeah, see, the wooden it church. It circle. all comes full circle. Beautiful. Perfect. So, Ali, tell us about your animals. We've talked about it roughly um, when we talked about the building of Tallinn, setting up Estonia, but do you know who actually masterminded this? No. Tom Cruise? Uh, he was uh, he was uh, he was busy that day, so they actually went for um, a guy called Caliph Spoch, the son of Caliph, who I'll call Cali, 
for for the, for the remainder of this. So Kali, Kali is a, uh, it's a really good myth. And to be honest, I think it's one of my favorite. It's, a, it's the national epic of Estonia. And it's about the story of a giant hero who throws stones and has lots of banter with hedgehogs. So Kali. No, no, sorry. You can't just skip over that bit. <laughs> just, just, just brush over that. Basically, he needed some help and a hedgehog came to his aid and he talks to him. So he's like, it's, it's like, instead of ask, uh, instead of ask Frank, he's got to ask hedgehog. Not to be discriminatory here, but what help? Could a hedgehog possibly give you in comparison to? It's got a, know, like a, a shoulder to cry on, a calm voice. It's spiky. Com- composed eye advice. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he has a solid argument here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried conversing with a hedgehog? Uh, I, yeah. But Kali travels to Finland in search of his kidnapped mother, and during his travel, he purchases a sword but kills the blacksmith's eldest son in an argument. The blacksmith places a curse on the sword and is thrown in the river. He returns to Estonia, and Kali becomes king after defeating his brothers in a stone-hurling competition. He constructs towns and forts and tills the land in Estonia, so he's really setting up a proper empire here. Kali then journeys to the ends of the earth to expand his knowledge. He meets a hedgehog on the way, and he decides to team up with it, a bit like the Fellowship of the Rings, but with a hedgehog and two it's people. It's more like Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's, actually, like that's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, actually, yeah. But the hedgehog talks, doesn't talk fast. But yeah, all of these actually work. So yeah, some, something like what you said. Um, so he talks to this uh, hedgehog, and the hedgehog's like, Hey, mate, i tell you what, though. If you go and defeat Satan, if you go and defeat Satan in a trial of strengths, I bet you can rescue maidens from hell. Now, Kali goes, hmm, interesting. So he decides... <laughs> so he listens to... Does he go giggity? Is he quagmire? <laughs> giggity. Yeah. So then he goes, all right. Uh, so then he actually, and again, I, I need to find more research for this, but he defeats Satan in a trial of strength and rescues these three maidens from hell. But whilst he's busy doing that and getting his giggity on, war breaks out and destruction visits Estonia and Kali's faithful comrades are killed and he hands rule over to his brother Olev and withdraws to the forest super depressed. Olev as in like Rumpelstiltskin Olev. Potentially, I mean, potentially they're, they're spelled mm. the same way, so it could be the same guy coming back years later to build a church using their own, yeah. Maybe. But yeah, so um, Kali crosses a river, uh, he finds this sword which was cursed by the blacksmith which was previously thrown into the river and decides to cut off his legs because he's depressed and the hedgehog lied to him and the maidens didn't like him that way, that he was just a friend uh, to them. So he cuts off his legs and he dies and he goes to heaven. And then he meets up with a god in heaven, uh, Tara, who then tells him that, actually, mate, if tell you what, if you go and go back to heaven, go back to earth, sorry, we'll, we'll help you out. So he gets reanimated and he comes back down. But the problem is that he overshoots and instead of hitting earth, he hits hell again. And Satan's like, oh, what, what do you want, mate? You seriously, what are you doing here? Uh, but then he decides to lament for the rest of his days and he strikes rocks with his fists and his fists get stuck in a rock. And then Kali is given a new job position by Satan to guard literally the gate of hell because he's part of the hell gate. Wow. So yeah, this and, and, and the reason why I'm saying all of this stuff is not because it's a brilliant myth which I've never heard of before, but if you go to one of the forests, and this is the part where it's really vague because the locals around that part of uh, Tallinn say that they're never going to tell anyone where this thing is. They want people to explore and be inquisitive like Kali was with his hedgehog. Uh, not in that way. Not in that way. Not in that way. Uh, oh, God's sake. Um, but just explore and be inquisitive. So, if you... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, where's it gone now? 
Um, yes. This sounds like an X-rated version of Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> Effectively, right? With him breaking the boulders, oh, your big hands. I know. Yeah. I know. But yeah, apparently, if you're on the outskirts of Talent, there are a few forests. And if you go and explore the forest, so you get a bike, which you can rent quite easily uh, from the capital, and you go explore and you cross the beaten path, you will, hopefully, come across a huge statue that depicts Kali, the son of Caliph, the mythical founder of Talent. And it's a really impressive statue, actually. But the locals will not tell you if you ask them where it is because they want you to go and explore and be one with nature and then find it. So we're going to definitely try and find Mr. Kali and potentially the hedgehog as well. Yeah, that sounds like a fun, you know, weekend project. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll, it'll be really good. Did he ever save his mother? Do you know what? I think he got a bit distracted with the hedgehog and Satan and the maidens. Uh, because, yeah, Cause it was like his mum never mentioned he... him. He went to save his mother, and then he killed the blacksmith, and then just went back home. That's a really good point, actually. I uh, mean, his story took such a dark turn so quickly. Yes, <laughs> yes it did. It, it, again, it seems in all of these stories, it goes from 1 to 11 very, yeah. very, very quickly. Because uh, when I did the research, I was going through it, and I was like, okay, this makes sense so far, it makes sense. And then the hedgehog pops up, and you're like, oh, okay. And uh, to be honest, I completely forgot that I wrote down that he cuts off his legs, but he does. It's a bit of a drastic thing. But then we got Van Gogh, who tried to do that as well, but with his ear, which I thought was pretty Wait, Leave Van Gogh alone. Come on, come on. You look at me, I can draw a flower. Leave it out, mate. <laughs> uh, I would love for you to do like a guided tour of an exhibition. Right. I would love oh. that. I would pay good money for that. I mean, they'd have to stop the tour every two minutes because you're licking the paintings or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, jokes on you. They actually use like food dye and stuff and snail shells and stuff to make the colours. So it's actually got a taste. Yeah, jokes on me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, jokes on us. Yeah, you, yep. you won that argument. <laughs> We're the real losers in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm bored of science. Now what? I'm bringing us back down to supernatural. Going back. We're to going the back. Old I'm sorry. Yes. I'm, I'm clutching onto my old, old history and my stick. Have you ever looked at a donkey and gone, do you know what? That would make some really fine paper to write stuff on. I'll- I'll be honest, every word you said in that made me worried. Every yeah, single when, word you when said. The first half of your sentence, I was going to say, yeah, I've looked at you recently, but then <laughs> the paper bit kind of threw me off. But every single thing you were saying, I was like, well, okay, where do I stop him? Okay, at what point do hold, I say, hold, need... hold, your, hold, your, hold your insults and abuse, because I have found something which I think you will appreciate. So I want to talk about the... <laughs> <laughs> what? You say, have you ever looked at a donkey and say, okay, I think you'll appreciate. What is that? What? Bear with How? me. Bear with me. Okay. I want to talk about the Codex Gigas. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> really, Ali? How old are you? How old are you, mate? Sorry, wow. sorry, sorry. I'll, uh, okay. Also known as the Devil's Bible. Let's just call it the Devil's Bible. Oh, okay. okay that's well, a cool thing. Why didn't you start with that? What's that got to do with it? Why didn't you just... Okay, so, 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 the Devil's Bible is one of the largest surviving medieval European manuscripts um, in the world. And why it's called the Devil's Bible, there are a few different reasons. One of them is that it's got this huge, um, the biggest depiction of the devil, uh, the Prince of Darkness, on its pages. And um, it's the only Bible in the world to actually have an illustration of what the devil is or does or Mm. looks like. So that is, people are not very happy with that. Um, But honestly, I'll stick a link up on the... um, 
on the blog and you need to go and see it. So you can actually go and see the Devil's Bible um, in Stockholm. So it's in the uh, Kundliga Bibliothek in the, or the National Library of Sweden. And you can go and see that, mm. which is great. But I just wanted to just walk you through a few things which I found quite interesting about this thing. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I wanted to say is it is the largest book I've ever seen. So it's 92 centimeters by 50 centimeters. What? And weighs right. weighs seventy five kilograms. What? Yeah, that's insane. That's like, and 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 so it's made out of three hundred and ten um, leaves of vellum, which were made from the skins of a hundred and sixty donkeys. So they actually used one hundred and sixty donkeys to make this book. And the reason why it's called um, the Devil's Bible, another reason is that the the monk Benedict Benedictine Benedictine, basically Herman sure. Herman the Recluse. Was the, was That's the, a great name. <laughs> sorry. Herman the Monk, a.k.a. Herman the... Herman the Hermit. Herman the Hermit, uh, yeah. the recluse. He was told that if you don't write a book which gives the person who's ordered it um, all the knowledge in the world, he needs to go and die. So what Herman the recluse did was that he sold his soul to the devil and the devil helped him finish this huge book in exchange for his soul. Um, right. And the monk actually put on the 209th page a picture of the devil as gratitude for his um, aid. Wow. So you give him your soul and you're like, mate, what a stand-up guy. Let me do a a picture of him. He's like, oh, I really appreciate it. But I mean, just some other uh, quick, quick facts then. What I like about this devil's Bible is that it's a work of history. So it's got the Christian Bible, the Jewish wars, the Jewish antiquities, an encyclopedia of something in Seville, the Chronicles of Bohemia, and Zaki, I think you'll appreciate this. There are a number of short texts as well, which are medical practices, penitence, and okay. exorcisms, and spell remedies. That's, you know, that's cool. It's like a, so it, yeah. Is any of this stuff cool. actually helpful? Like, was any of it true? All, all of it um, is, is documented, and it genuinely is the largest manuscript um, which they found. So No, no, I mean, that's, that's fine. But the stuff in the book, like Nostradamus, did he make any predictions that we can say, wow, the devil actually did write this? No. Well, not that I've right, so What just... more do you need? It's got a mugshot. Yeah, I mean... It's as good as a signature, isn't it? But also what's interesting is that it actually had 10 extra pages, but the 10 pages were ripped out by the monk at the end before he lost his lost his mind, and nobody knows what he's done with those pages. Um, so what happened to those 10 pages, nobody knows, but a lot of people have gone, that's, you know, the devil's something, done something here, or he's taken his knowledge to the grave. And I was like, but why write it in the first place? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. have one job, and then at the end you sabotage yourself, so of course you're going to die. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, that book is, and there's a digital version. In fact, I'll stick the link up of the digital version as well. Hmm. But um, I just never thought I'd talk about the devil's book in Sweden, but they have one. In Ramadan. Yeah. In Ramadan. Yeah, in Ramadan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, it's, it's, it's been a weird day. But yes, it's okay, I, I thought I'd share that with you. But yeah, that, like, yeah. turning a page must be like a proper workout. Oh, yeah. It's kilograms. like, yeah. yeah. How old is it? Did, did, did you it say how old was, it was? Uh, it was during the Swedish Wars, if that helps. So, monks, I don't know, 16th century? I have no idea. Okay, I was just wondering, like, what condition it's in, if it's still in that area, like, is it actually... You can't, you can't physically touch it, because it's disintegrating, right. so they, they've got it behind yeah, this thing, thinking. but you can read the whole copy virtually, um, and they've got, like, a digital, they've got this huge HD scanner thing, so you can kind of, like, flip digitally pages, but That's cool. uh, you can't see the actual one. But yeah, no, uh, it, looks, it looks pretty impressive, so I'd like to stop and see that, please. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, definitely. See, Zave, the old ways are better. Exactly. See that? The old ways are better. Imagine watching a modern exorcism over a phone, mate. That's, just, that's not fun. That's not exciting. <laughs> yeah, just on Skype. 
imagine that. Imagine trying to do an exorcism exactly. over Skype, bro. Exactly. That's I mean, the first five minutes of the exorcism would be like, hey, can you hear me? Is this my camera? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to paraphrase as I do, but um, the, the, meaning, <laughs> the meaning will not be lost. So the story I wanted to tell you happens on uh, the island uh, which Zayn talked about, and it's the story of the sea goat. Or in, in sorry of what <laughs> the sea goat, the sea goat, the sea yeah the sea goat. Um, sea we've talked goat. about mermaids in the past. So this is like it's a, a bit of a uh, uh, an extension on that. So yeah, it's the sea. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's half fish. Instead of half man, half fish. It's a half goat, half fish. Which half is a goat? So the top half, the the head, the okay. horns, the front two hooves are a goat, um, and then the back is a fish. I can, I can imagine this thing trying to swim. <laughs> Yeah, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. A long time ago in the land of Greece, before goats were roaming around everywhere, um, there lived a great sea goat, which was called Priestess. I kind of think it's called Priestess because I don't want to say Priscus. Um, <laughs> but let's just call it Priestess. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's go. Yes, let's call yes, it Priestess just call. to be on the safe side. But if it is actually called Priscus, <laughs> then, you know, apologies. But we're trying to keep it family friendly here. But Priestess is a sea goat. Priestess <laughs> has a head and the front two hooves of a goat. And he's white and has a lovely blue uh, fin at the back. So he's a sea goat. And Priestess has many, many children. And what he does... I think it's a he, actually. But what he he does is that he takes care of them and he teaches them and takes care of them and nurtures them like he would as a father or a mother. Um, And he would make sure that none of them would be overly curious and do stuff which would endanger their lives and stuff. But there were three of his um, little seagoat children called Am, I and Thea who were super curious. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Just one question, right? How does it go... um, we're not talking birds and bees. You said, don't want to get curious so they don't get harmed by something. Yeah. It's a goat that can swim that can harm it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what, what problems is it going to have? Like, it's just, just play. Well, it's not exactly going to survive on land, right? Like dragging yeah. half its body yeah. around. Yeah, so just don't stay in the water then. So basically, uh, okay, anyway. Yeah, sorry, basically sorry, stay, sorry, stay sorry. in the water. Stay in your little place. Have fun with your other sea goat creature friends. <laughs> so, so him being half goat gives him no advantage whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no benefit at all. But it wasn't his fault, to be honest, because Priestess was actually created by the Greek god of the time, Kronos, who's, you know, as we know, is the 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 god who's in the time time, time guy, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, exactly right. But he, so this is the part where it gets a bit weird. So he needed. Oh, this is the part where it gets weird. <laughs> this is okay, right? Okay, I can't he, wait for this he, now. He, he needed the help of a magnificent creature to help him on his journey with the high clock. Um, so basically, he's like, oh, mate. Hang on, hang on, hold up, so... <laughs> are you just saying, are you just saying any word that comes to your head? No. Kronos is travelling with a clock, and he's like, I need a goat, I can't do this uh, by myself. No, he needed a, a goat sea fish. goat. Yes, sea goat. A sea goat, because... Is he, like, on a boat or something? <laughs> what is... <laughs> what? Basically, he, he, Kronos is like, oh, mate, this is a big clock, I need some help, let's get a sea goat. And he needed his help. This uh, priestess, when he was born, Kronos made him immortal so that the goat could live forever. Right, and the goat's like, oh, no, this is a four-goat job. I'm going to get No, 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 so he dudes. had loads of children, loads of children, so that wasn't a problem, but he was nurturing all of them. But there were three of them which were doing his head in because they were overly curious. Am, A, and Tyre. And this uh, so priestess was like, guys, guys, play close to me. Play in the river, play in the sea. Do not go onto the land. And these three, called, called Am, A, and Tyre, and I'm just going to call them Art, 
A-A-T, you know, because you know, why not? Yeah. Or Atta, maybe that's better. But uh, these three were like, nah, man, we're going to go and explore that place. We're going to go that that place. And Priestess was like, stop it. Stop. Just stay where you are. Stay in the seafloor. It's nice. Right, that classic saying, curiosity killed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We, we can probably trace it back here. But then he noticed that these three Atta's, uh, the three children, were like going further and further towards land. And they would suddenly go and look at land and stop and put up their goat head and go, hmm, what's that? Um, which is goat for what's that? Um, and then they would crawl onto... Right, thanks for that. Uh, uh-huh. What I can't make goat noises. But then they crawled or swam, depending on which side, and onto the onto the land. And then suddenly, once they arrived on land, they um, their fish started... Fish elements started disappearing and hooves started appearing instead, which were slowly, slowly turning into the first ever goats on on the planet. Now, Priestess was like, hold up, that's not fair. You can't leave me here. Come back. So he actually remembered that Kronos, when he created um, Priestess, uh, Kronos gave him the power to reverse time. So he's a mutant. Of course he <laughs> What did. a thing to remember. He's man. like, hmm, that. hang on a sec. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. So yeah. He, he's, he searches his brain and remembers a long and complicated ability Kronos had given him, just like in a, uh, in a game, and he could re- yeah. reverse time. So he moved aside, reversed time, and his children turned back into sea goats with their lovely fishtail. And again, he was like, oh, okay, this is nice, this is nice. Now he has his family back. A couple of hours, months, years, I don't know, uh, myths are a bit fazier, uh, fuzzy at this point. It happens again. These uh, Atta, the three children, were like, hmm, what's that land over there? And then he started going over there, and the swish splash of the fin turned into a clop clop. Uh, and he... So, so he reversed. Sorry. Oh, sorry, it turned into a Isn't clop that what clop. Hoops, <laughs> right, yeah. That's a technical term. He reversed time. He reversed thinking time. Thinking that him doing just reversing time <laughs> would solve the problem. Like, he didn't do anything to stop him or anything different. No. He just reversed time. Well, well, crack on, guys. We'll just see if this changes. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, mate, just, just come back. So he reverses time. But it didn't. Uh, he's the only one who remembers because, you know, the other ones, they, they, they're yeah. yeah. But he does it again. He does it at least, hang on, where is it gone? Seven or eight times over two, three years. And then at the end, he just goes, I just can't do this. Because every time he reversed time, he would remember that they tried to leave him. They tried to leave him. They tried to leave him. Why doesn't he just join yeah. them and become like a full It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Um, but he just kind of was like, nah, nah, we need to live in the water with sea goats and we're proud. Um, but he was getting really sad because um, the kids just clearly just didn't like being sea goats. So they wanted to be on land. And then he was like, do you know what? Fine, I'm not going to reverse time. Go, do one, leave. And then they, they actually did leave. <laughs> they didn't even turn back. And then he's super, super that's, sad. But he's got 45 other kids to look after. That's all yeah, right. Yeah, they're, they're not mentioned after the first sentence, so no idea what happened to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's crying now. He's upset and he's like, oh, all my children are leaving me. All of this is happening. And then he's filled with immense sadness and he goes out to Kronos and he says, Kronos, mate, help me out. Look, I know you made me immortal. I know you made mortal, but can I just live a mortal life? Can I just stay near this shore and just mourn? Wow. I mean, if you're asking a god, you'd be like, can I go with my children? Not <laughs> yeah, Exactly, right? Them, <laughs> like, um, can I turn into a goat and join them? And no, but he actually asked if he could be, become mortal instead of immortal, so he could just cry and mourn and just die. And, and do you know what Kronos does? He was says yes. No, he goes, well, I wish he said yes. No, he goes, Kronos was observing him as many times as he was reversing um, time for all those years, and his sympathy for Priestess was great, but his love for Priestess's ability to teach and guide others was greater. 
So Kronos refused Priestess's request. Instead, he granted him a great gift of even greater permanent status. <laughs> so, wow. What did he become, like a seagull with wings now? Close. <laughs> the pre- 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 uh, Priestess? Uh, uh, Dragon's Breath. Dragon's Breath, no, no. Priestess became the star in the sky. The constellation Capricorn is where Priestess is now. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> that's the most depressing story I've heard. It's such a... Right, so... So, so he glimmers through the night sky, through the clouds, gazing upon the ch- all his children, um, but he can never join them. So he's a super sad, a.k.a. Eeyore, a.k.a. the saddest goat on the planet. Just, why do you need a fierce seagull? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> to tra- transport a clock. Yes, yes. and you did never kind of... Ex- did he... Did he ever... Did they get the clock back? Did he protect it? Like, what was I have no idea, about? but he... I don't know why... He, what's a clock doing in the river or the sea? A sea goat. A sea goat. C probably stands for Kronos. C stands for something else. I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, but yeah, that happened uh, in what is modern oh, day Tunisia. So the, the, all the goats there are descendants of the sea goat. I mean, I, I thought I'd share that. I, th- I mean, it is it is in the land physically where Tunisia is. So yeah, um, if you want to see sea goats, there are no sea goats, but you can see goats who which used to have <laughs> um, things. Anyway, that's uh, that's um, the story. I thought I'd share. Wow. Back to you in the studio. I, I don't even know what we do now. Um, special mentions. Have you got any special mentions which in, don't involve seas, goats, or Kronos? I, I, I've got, I've got one which does involve the sea. <laughs> Go. Um. Like I said, man, I'm conflicted. <laughs> but I, 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 I like, okay, I like the fact that you're kind of like turning this into exploration as well because that that's just quite exciting in the sense that you can go and explore different parts of Samoa. But I have an exploration which kind of links onto that, if you will indulge me. Okay, does it involve a coconut? It does not involve a coconut. Okay. It does I not involve the yeti. Oh, um, it oh, it does not, it does not. And it doesn't involve a seagoat either, so... Um, does it involve Bill Murray? No, it does not, which is why it's good and not absolutely horrendous. Um, so. Does it involve Andrew Iniesta? 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 No, I hate that man. I'm just trying um, to fire back with you to, co- to counteract your seagoat and yet. Mate, that seagoat is the worst thing I've heard. <laughs> this is better than the seagoat. Everything okay. is. So, imagine this, imagine this. You've landed down in summer, you've just got off the airport, you've gone to a rental car company, and you have picked up a 4x4. And what are you looking for? You are looking for a very rare animal which lives in Samoa. You sure you're not talking about the yeti? We're not talking about the yeti. We're not talking about the yeti. And uh, yes, there are a lot of animals, and one of them best is the flying fox, which is actually a bat, not a fox. But we're not here for that. We're here for something better. So you get into your four wheeler and you decide to travel towards Lanoto Lake. So what you need to do is that you need to go and get your car, and you need to drive all the way to that lake until you hit a rainforest, and then your four by four is useless. So then it's better to actually hike. Then what you have to do is you have to go through the forest, the dense forest, passing all the the the, the creepy crawlies and the you know the flying foxes. We don't have time for that. And then you hit a lake, mm-hmm. and this lake isn't an ordinary lake. This is a lake which is a water-filled crater of an extinct volcano. Okay, that's pretty cool. Okay. So you have to swim across this to get to a small island, and inside that island, in an island, um, there's a small lake, and inside that lake you will find this rare animal. Do you want to guess what this animal is after you've done two days of treks and rented a vehicle and swam across the lake? I'm guessing it's some kind of marine animal, well, like yeah. a fish or a seal or something. But the flying foxes sound pretty cool. It's a goldfish. 
I'm sorry, a goldfish. Yep, a goldfish, a goldfish. So a German settler in the 19th century decided to release his pet goldfish into this lake. <laughs> what do you mean release? It's not like they're captured. In, it's not like it's not like a he anaconda. He decided that he couldn't part Germany without his pet fish, so he took his pet fish with him onto his uh, explorations. And then when he got here, he loved the lake so much he decided to when, set. When did he do this? 19th, 19th century. And I'm assuming these are just... It's not just one fish, right? They're multiple fish. Because a goldfish isn't going to last that long. He had he had two fish. Oh, wow. <laughs> when you say he took it on his adventures yeah. with him, what do you mean? Like, he had a bowl of water with him all Most the time? Most of the time. Did he have, like, a bottle? Yes. Most like, of the time he had a bowl. I can't find his name. There's no way he got on a plane with a bottle. In the 19th, unless it's like 100 <laughs> 19th century, 19th century. So, you know, maybe he could without all the current UK uh, airport checks. But yeah, he had his goldfish and then he released them into the wild in Samoa. And now that lake is absolutely teeming with goldfish. So you can find these beautiful goldfish, which have now decided to add to their numbers and are now completely wild, and it's one of the places in the world where you can find wild goldfish, thanks to this German settler. What, what, what is a wild goldfish? Like, is it feral? No, right? It's a magicarp. It's a goldfish, <laughs> but, like, is. big and feral, because it's got no natural predators. Honestly, Eddie, Zeki and I are doing such good work with this episode, and you keep dragging How? us down. How? Yeah, I, I know, right? The, Do you I, like coconut? Do you like goldfish? So how long, how long would it take from touchdown to getting to this Two point? days. And there's a five five k trek as well uh, in between for a goldfish. I mean, the journey sounds super interesting. You could have focused on that, but no, you want to focus on that stupid little goldfish at the a end. Trek through, guys. All we of are that. doing this. I'm going to drag you there, and you will see these goldfish. And be like, do you know what? Yeah, I, I can. I'm get... gonna, you know, what I'm going to take. I'm going to take a piranha with me. They have no natural that predators that in that little lake, so they're they're. That's what I was thinking. I was they're like, absolutely loving life. They will when you're in there. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, right? Juicy, sweet. Start munching on them. <laughs> But, yeah, okay. All right. Wow. I mean, what else can you find in a forest, you know? What, what was the lake called? Um, the lake uh, was called Lake Lanoto, okay. and it's surrounded by rainforests. Follow-up question. I have a pet goldfish. I want to keep it safe. My immediate first thought is, hey, look at that volcano. I'll just drop it in there. <laughs> no, no, but this lake, water-filled crater, so extinct volcano, was actually quite famous amongst the German settlers, the explorers, so they used to like have tea around that space, and he's like, you know what, I want my fishes to be happy, I'm going to release them, like, uh, like Ash did, because he was butterfree in Pokemon, it's, it's a beautiful gesture, he's released it into the wild, go fish, swim, in, in German. Right, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know where to go from here. We are now at the end of the episode, um, so thank you so much for going through and revisiting the the great and amazing places we've been to through the anniversary special uh, with us. Thanks for uh, sticking with us to all the listeners through the highs and the lows and same. Um, Mostly the lows. Let's be, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, but you know, they've been with us. It's, it's, it's been a journey. Uh, also, wanted to Quick shout out to all the people who have messaged in with their comments, with their feedback, with their research things, which we've then discarded, and the abuse. Really have appreciated that, that the, the solidarity coming in as well. And of course, to all the people who have continued to listen to us throughout the, the weeks, the months, and, and the year as well. We have really appreciated it, and it's just something which we've enjoyed doing as well whilst we've been going through this. Anyone else getting nostalgic here, or shall I continue? 
No, I think we can just end it, right? Okay. So, so based, all, the only thing which is left to be said then is that here's to the next one, uh, with a lot more great lore and horror from Zucky, history and art and animals from me and Zane with stuff. So we will all see wow. you at the next one.